Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 14th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include actor Diedrich Bader, singer-songwriter Kelly Lang, Greg Grunberg, actor Luke Grimes, grill man extraordinaire and good friend Meathead Goldwyn, along with lead singer Michael Sweet from the rock band Striper. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, or feedback, and be sure and share with your friends. Our first guest is Diedrich Bader. He is on the series American Housewife. We spoke earlier this year about the season finale of the latest season. Diedrich, always good to visit with you, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me back and giving me an opportunity to talk about our season finale. Now, the the season finale, man, this I think this is going to be extra poignant, especially where we're at right now as as a world. And Diedrich, how how cool is it for you to be able to share uh, what you guys put together tonight? Oh no, it's it's great. It's a culmination of uh, of many years. I mean, you know, um, it's our prom episode. Uh, ABC has like three different uh, prom episodes tonight, um, so it it we didn't really how poignant it would end up being because no one knew at that time when we were shooting that their all proms would be just kind of you know zoom or remote or whatever anybody's doing and so this is an opportunity for everybody to see the ritual and kind of go through it together it's it's uh, uh we didn't know and and uh so <laughs> so uh there's a, there's a kind of beauty to it um yeah i'm i'm excited about it uh, uh you know it's a ritual for for everybody uh, a rite of passage and uh, uh and we hope that everybody can tune in. We can all do it together. There you go. Now, now, Diedrich, the uh, the, the the family of the gold or the uh, sorry about that one blank of the American housewife for you. Uh, this has been uh, a growing experience, and you guys growing closer. What's what's the challenge been like right now? Uh, I mean, everybody's facing the same thing uh, of uh, of keeping in contact during the tar- the hard times. Um, well, you know, I've found that during these hard times, I've reached out to a lot of friends. I'm almost, I mean, you know, look, this must have been much harder to do a quarantine without both the internet and, um, you know, texting and, uh, it, it just, I, I don't feel alone. I'm in more contact with some friends than I have been in a really long time. Like my old high school buddies, um, we've been having these, you know, zoom chats where we all just, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, open up a bottle of wine or have a couple beers together just over the internet. And I haven't talked to these guys in years, but, um, but I'm reaching out and just going, what are you guys up to? You because I'm I got nothing. <laughs> now now tell our tell our listeners uh, what to expect from the from the big season finale tonight. I know we talked about it being the prom theme, but uh, I'll let you go more. Okay, so yeah, um, Taylor, as you know, if you're a fan of the show, Taylor has been going through her life skills list. Well, the one thing that she has been unable to do is teach Greg, who is spectacularly uncoordinated, how to do a three-point shot uh, in basketball. And so she has to do that in order for her to be able to go to the prom. Um, so the whole episode is basically teaching Greg to shoot a shot that would just be incredibly difficult for anyone. Um, and I had to shoot it. You know, of course, you, you know, the, you actually end up having to shoot it. So the whole crew and the cast is around. There's supposed to be a helicopter above us, you know, and they, um, and the producer comes up to me uh, right before we shoot and they got like, they rented a bunch of slow-mo cameras and they, he comes up and he goes, Hey, look, no, no pressure. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And he goes, no pressure, but it would be really great. It would save us thousands of dollars if you could do it instead of doing it in, in special effects. No pressure. Again, Diedrich, no pressure. I'm like, 
yeah, great. That's I, I totally believe you're no pressure right now. Um, so you know, no spoilers, but uh, you'll have to see tonight. Now, 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 how close are? Uh, do you find yourself becoming closer to Greg person on a on a personal level as well? Well, it's funny because it is the character that is closest to me um, that I've ever played. Normally, I play you know uh, kind of broader characters and and uh, and people that, that really don't speak like me. But but you know the writers have taken a lot from my life. Uh, I uh, am the son of academics. Um, uh, you know, both my parents, uh, had degrees and, and, uh, uh, all of my siblings, I'm the only kid in my family without a PhD. So it's, uh, uh, it, to actually get one, um, on TV was an accomplishment for me. So I was super excited about that. And, uh, and, uh, again, the, the, the finale coming up this evening, American housewife and, uh, what, uh, what, what are you looking forward to do after the, uh, the, the finale's over this evening? What, uh, what, what you got planned for the rest of the week? Uh, how, how are you going to spend your time? Um, you know, I'm doing some voiceovers. I, if, if people have been following my career for a while, I do a lot of voiceovers. So I have been able to continue to do voiceovers. Um, I have a pretty good microphone that I ordered and I do it through the computer. Um, I actually record all of the stuff in my wife's closet. She's got a walk-in closet and it's the quietest room in the house because the kids are home, you know, I mean, they can't go to school. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's where I've been recording. It's kind of, it's kind of strange. Yeah, the uh, the the whole working from home thing is a, is a whole different thing. Setting up studios, uh, good times though, isn't it, Dietrich? Yeah, no, it's it's just different. I mean, it's different for everybody, of course. Uh, this is uh, uh, we're all in this together, and I mean that's one thing that we have to maintain is that we have a uh, the whole world is is going through this right now. So if we stick together and think about each other and try to support each other, it's going to mean the it's going to make it much easier. That's right. And again, the uh, season finale, ABC's American Housewife, tonight from 9 to 9.30. That is Eastern, 8 to 8.30 local time. And uh, Diedrich, always want to make sure and let everybody know how they can keep up with uh, with, with all of your shenanigans uh, online as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter under my name and uh, also on Instagram. Um, it, only on Instagram for my flowers. It's from my garden. So if you're not interested in gardening, don't tune in. But, uh, but you know, the, all the humor stuff that I like to do is on, on Twitter. So please join me. I would love that. All right. Well, Diedrich, always great to visit with you, sir. And uh, uh, have a safe rest of your week, my friend. Thanks. You too. Up next, we had the opportunity to visit with singer-songwriter Kelly Lang, who was just inducted into the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And and what's it like to to know that uh, following your name is Oklahoma Hall of Famer? I mean, how cool is that? (laughs) Well, it was quite a shock, actually. I was on Governor Huckabee's TV show, Huckabee, last week, and... I was just planning on having a just conversation with him when he pulled that out from under behind his desk, and oh my gosh, what an honor! I, I love Oklahoma. I love being from there, and to be recognized like that is is just beyond words, really. And uh, for for you to who who were the uh, the the early ones, the, the the folks that had the biggest influence on on your music in the beginning? Maybe, maybe was somebody that drew you to music in the first place, I guess, is the is what I'm trying to ask. Well, my original um, influence was Conway Twitty. My dad worked for Conway from the time I was one up until he passed. And I lived in Oklahoma City, and, and dad worked for Conway while living there. 
And when Conway decided to take his whole organization from Oklahoma to Tennessee when I was a young girl, um, we ended I'm sorry, my dog's barking. We ended up, um, you know, moving to Hendersonville, and that's the heart of music here in his Nashville area. And I just was surrounded by it from day one, and I didn't have a plan B, you know. So, um, and through Conway, of course, I've met Loretta and Crystal Gale and, and George Jones. I mean, everybody had some type of influence in some way. Um, once meeting them and learning their craft and watching them on stage so much, I think I just took a little bit from everybody. I was very fortunate to see the behind the scenes. And uh, the, the new music out, Kelly, tell tell our listeners uh, a little bit about uh, the, the new music that's released and uh, how different it is trying to market with uh, with new music in the times that we're living in right now. Well, you know what? I've I figured out that people are craving comfort, whether it be comfort food or comfort music. And, you know, anything a distraction from the reality, I suppose. So I was hesitant originally to put any project out because I thought, oh, who wants to celebrate or, you know, look into new sounds? And I kind of connected both dots. I, the music that I had already recorded prior to COVID was this album, and these songs are old soul and R&B kind of songs. And it's, it's songs that bring you comfort or bring you back to a real safe time in your life when, you know, I don't know what your age period is, but brought me back to junior high and high school and even before that, songs that I grew up with around the house. And it brought me such comfort. I thought, well, you know what? Maybe this is the perfect time to release this and let other people reminisce and go back to that era. And so far, so good. People are like, oh, I was in seventh grade when that came out. Oh, it was fun. I was dating so-and-so, you know. But it's just fun to go back and, and feel safe again with music. And what what has been the biggest trying, what, what has been the most trying part of the pandemic for you? Oh, my goodness. I would love to be performing this music on the road. You know, all of our shows that we had originally scheduled are obviously are postponed or canceled altogether. That's, that's real disheartening. But you know what? We're, we're living in a great time right now where we've got social media and we can perform some things online and some people can uh, enjoy that way it's just not the same you know it's not the same feeling as a live audience but at least we've got that so i'm looking at all the positive sides there, there you go. Speaking speaking of that, doing the the Facebook lives and the live events like that, how much how hard is it to it, it, is it more of an act for you now to, to 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 show the excitement? I mean, how difficult is that? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think when you're an artist, it's part <laughs> of acting too. You know, when you go out on stage, you're acting the role of of uh, a brave entertainer because <laughs> I'm not brave in any way. But it's it's just a um, it's just different. As all I can say, you don't have the the initial reward of an applause, you know. And but people are so kind and so um, willing to take the time to compliment the music that they're hearing, and you know that really matters. That's like applause to me every time someone likes or comments on something that I've done. And I also you know learn something if. if Somebody tells me a constructive criticism. I learned from that too. And boy, there's enough people out there behind their computers with brave criticisms these days. That 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 is for sure. And uh, now, Kelly, tell tell our listeners the 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 album Old Soul coming up the 18th. And uh, where can folks uh, are pre-orders available for that as well? 
Well, the digital pre-orders are indeed available on uh, Amazon, Apple, any, any place where you get downloads, or you can just go to my website, kellylang.net, and there's a pre-order button there for digital. However, we're planning on doing a physical copy pre-release sale about a week before the 18th, so it's coming up real shortly. And I, if you're like me, I like to have the album or CD in my hand and read about all of the musicians and have it autographed by the artist. So I personally tend to send people to do that because that's that's gratifying to me to be able to have that in your hand and, and be able to connect like that. That's right. Again, kellylang.net for more information. Mm-hmm. All We're right. also uh, giving more opportunity to uh, connect with people in our store there. We've got combinations. If you were to buy the full Kelly Lang collection, it's like five or six albums, we offer a huge discount um, for that. That's coming up in the store in the next week. We've got coffee mugs and, and you know, little coasters, all kinds of things for people to um, enjoy the, the rollout of this album, Old Soul. All right. Well, uh, again, Kelly Lang on the line with us. And uh, Kelly, thank you so much for your time this morning. Looking forward to spending some more time with the album and uh, hopefully we can catch up again real soon. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you so much for the kind words, and, and I'm really proud to be an uh, Oklahoma girl. For more information, visit her website at kellylang.net. Up next is our good friend Greg Grunberg, and as usual, talking about a new project. Greg, always good to visit with you, my friend. Are you kidding me? I love, I've been doing one after another after another this morning, and I was really looking forward to talking to you. Thanks for having me on again. Now, 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 talk a little bit about uh, Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. Man, it, it seems like every time you come on, you've got something with uh, w- with quite the name on it. So uh, you're not uh, you're you're not underselling yourself this time either. No, I mean I thought this was a natural progression after uh, so I, uh, this movie is it's one of those just passion projects. It's so much fun. It's um it's kind of a love letter. It's an independent film, but it feels like a big sci-fi movie. Um, it's funny. It's 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 just that spirit that it's going to end up being a cult classic. People are loving it already. Um, it's called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. Um, it's it's about it's basically a love letter to vintage arcade games, modern day arcade games, and sci-fi. And I'm in it. I brought my buddy Kevin Smith is in it. He kills it in the movie. Uh, Lynn Shay, Will Wheaton, um, Hassie Harrison, all these great actors. Uh, Tom Plumley and it's about this kid who, who works in a video game store, present day, and a delivery gets dropped off, and it's this vintage arcade cartridge from a ColecoVision console game back in the 90s, and it was long-lost uh, cartridge. He plays it, he beats it, and it unleashes uh, the evil in the real world. And now he has to get back to the developer of the game, which is me and Joe Reitman. We play these two bumbling kind of... Uh, uh, game develop video game developers, and you have to kind of put the genie back in the bottle. And it's it's just a fun ride. And uh, again, it's funny. The special effects turned out great. And you know, uh, it's it's just one of those movies that is just needed right now. People are responding to it in a great way. It's a great escape. It's available everywhere right now. Anywhere that you get your movies, if you if you search Max Reload, it'll come up. You can rent it. It's uh it's it, it was a blast to do. Um, two young filmmakers in uh, Arizona, uh, independent filmmakers, uh, Scott, Jeremy, they reached out to me and we had a blast and, and people are digging it. So I'm, uh, I'm really happy. And you, and you talked about it having a, a bit of uh, 
uh, nerdy geekiness to it, and and Greg, that fits us all to a T, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that I have fallen into that category. It's a rabbit hole I can never get out of, and I'm happy to be in it. You know, it's because of the like, heroes and Star Trek, Star Wars, all that stuff. When I go around at Comic Cons, like people people love these little movies. They they love it, especially like Big Ass Spiders, another one that I did, and and it, it didn't. It was a small movie, but it didn't feel like it. It was like funny and, and special effects were amazing. So it's the same sort of thing. When I when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, this could really be something great." And when when I do something like this or I see them, some of them work, some of them don't. And and these guys poured their heart and soul into it. They they asked, you know, they they begged, borrowed, and stealed. The budget was not big, but it really looks big on screen. Um, and to see them and the movie getting such great recognition right now it, it got you know it's in the high 80s on rotten tomatoes it's got nine out of ten on film threat it's it's done well already and it just came out so i'm 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 happy and and also like right now you know big movies and small movies are all competing for the same real estate you know it's everything's streaming everything's on everywhere you normally get your movies there's no theaters right now so we put it up it's, it's in some drive-ins uh, across the country but other than that, it's it's just uh, we're hoping that people pay attention to it and 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 give it a shot. There you go. Now, 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 Greg, what is what what has been the biggest change that you've seen over the last couple of months since uh, everybody's been having to to to, to uh, do the social distancing? What's what's been the biggest change in in, in your daily routine, if you will? Um, I, I you know I haven't worn a decent pair of pants in a long time. Um, I'll tell you, I uh, I've perfected uh, smoked meats and banana bread. Um, besides that, it's it's just weird. It's so weird. I'm a hugger. I I have um, you know, luckily, thank God, my family so far we've been doing well. Um, everybody's healthy, but um, you know, my dad's birthday. Um, you know, my dad's 88, and uh, I I can't I couldn't give him a hug. You know that that kind of thing. We social distance in the backyard. We do. We're doing everything everybody else is doing. And my son last night, sixteen year old, I have two baseball players. You know, one's in college playing baseball, the other's in high school, and they, they, you know, they're trying to stay in shape and they're doing great. But it's limited. You know, these are sport, sports. You have to play with other people. You got to get out there. You got to be. It's a team sport. Um, and my son last night was like, "Yeah, when is this going to end?" Mm-hmm. And as as a father, you just want to you want to give an answer. You want to have an answer to something and who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I told him, I said, hopefully, you know, there'll be a vaccine soon and, and we'll we'll get back to relative normal, but we're going to be living with this. This just reminds you, it's like, you know, we're all in this together. Everyone is affected, man. And um, so I'm, I'm lucky that I'm able to, you know, put some of this stuff out there and, and people can escape. Um, I'm on this game show, 25 words or less right now. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, just turn it on. I just want to have something where I don't have to, you know, worry about the survival of our, of, of, you know, the human race. I just want to put something on it and just enjoy it. So there you so, go. You know, it's a balancing act. And, yep. and again, the, the new movie, Max Reload and uh, the Nether Blasters. Greg, want to make sure and let all of our listeners will know where to, to find out more about that, where to download it, and uh, also keeping up with you social media-wise as well. Yeah, social media-wise, uh, Instagram, you know, it's Greg Grunberg on Instagram and also Greg Grunberg on Twitter. Um, and the movie Max Reload and the Nether Blasters, it's available everywhere. I mean, anywhere, anywhere you normally would get your movies, it's there. Just search it. Uh, I love being able to say that instead of, okay, download this app. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, can't, you know, it's like, I don't want to have to get too detailed. No, this is easy. This is, this is dad proof. My dad, found it. I know everyone's tried it. 
That's awesome. Well, Greg, always good to visit with you, my friend. Uh, good to talk to you and uh, look forward to visiting again real soon. Yeah, right back at you. Thanks so much, Cam. Of course, you can follow him on all the socials at Greg Grunberg. Up next is actor Luke Grimes. You know him from the big screen and the small screen. We spoke to him about the most recent season of Yellowstone. And uh, Luke, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Now, now, Luke, tell us what we can look forward to. What uh, what what kind of drama can, drama and heroics are we going to see in the in the upcoming season? I'd say, man, if you're a fan of Yellowstone, it's more of the same. But it just keeps getting more intense. The stakes are higher. The uh, the foes are bigger and stronger. And if you uh, if you like seeing the Dutton family deal with chaos, uh, then, then you're going to love it. And if you haven't seen it yet, just you should start it. Now, now for you, Luke, being able to to be a part on on a, on a western again, and, and to see those kind of revived a little bit, to, and, and to see all the fan reaction. I mean, what's that been like for you, and especially the anticipation of the new season? I'd say this job is uh, is a dream come true for me, man. It's you know, it's all the things that I wanted to play, uh, and and the reasons I wanted to be in in film and TV growing up is you know, you want to be a soldier, you want to be a cowboy. You want to do the, you know, do a love story. You want to do all these things, and I get to do all of it in one character. And um, uh, yeah, for that reason, it's just it's just so special. And and the show itself is something that you don't you don't really see on this modern day western, you know, uh, which is is rare. And and then the fact that it's so well written and um, and it's so exciting. I just I love it, and I hope other people love it. Now the uh, like we already said the, the the western side of things, and and for you being the third season, being able to work with the cast and and Paramount, how has how has this changed maybe your your approach to uh, to, to to your gig as well? Um, yeah, you know uh, it's my first series where I've I've played the same character for years, so that that's been something kind of new, but. Like I said, I, I love the character so much, and I love the, the world and the and the show so much that it's been a real treat to be able to come back to it, you know. Um, and it's actually uh, the, the challenge is putting it away, you know. In, in the off season, I it's something that really still takes my attention and something I think about a lot. Uh, my poor wife has to deal with that. <laughs> But I, uh, I, I, I love this show, man, and I, and I really so happy that it's you know, found its audience and it's it's doing well, and people really seem to love it. And, and how have you undertaken the? You, you mentioned the the challenge you get to play every kind of role, all wrapped in, up in one. And d- does that keep it fresh for you and keep it more exciting to have to keep that uh, keep the character moving in so many different ways? Yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's a dream. I, I really love the character. There's a lot, I can, a lot, uh, um, as far as the, the, the kind of work that comes along with uh, playing a, a tough character like that. Uh, it keeps me busy, and I like it. Uh, the only challenge is uh, all the other actors are jealous <laughs> because my character's so good. <laughs> that, that's a good problem to have, Luke. Mm-hmm. Sure is. 
now obviously folks have uh, have been cooped up for a while and, and you yourself as well what is what has been keeping uh, what what have you been doing to keep the sanity the last couple months uh well you know i was right there with everybody um just trying to figure out a routine every day so that i didn't lose it but now you know i i got kind of to the end of my rope with that i'm i'm i bought an airstream and now i'm in an rv park uh speaking to you currently and i'm just driving around the country <laughs> And I'm, uh, the plan is to do that until we film again, and hopefully we're able to go back uh, up to Montana in August and, and shoot season four. Well, that's exciting. And again, the, uh, the the new season, the third season of Yellowstone, uh, you can find it on Paramount Network. And Luke, always great to visit with you, man, and stay safe out there on the road. Hey, thanks, buddy. Take care. Up next is our good friend and grill master, Meathead Goldwyn, as we spend every month talking about some great grill techniques. Meathead, always good to talk to you, my friend. Oh, man. I am just so ready for football, you know. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm i up here in Chicago, so, of course, I'm a Bears fan. Um, uh, you, I, I, you're an OU fan, I know. Um, I guess the college teams don't kick off for a couple more weeks, but the ball, the, the pigskins are going to be in the air this, this weekend, and I thought we would cook some pigskins. Yeah, that's uh, that's something you know. I never really thought much about it myself. So yeah, let's uh, it, it teach me. <laughs> well, okay. Um, what you want? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do pork belly burnt ends. I mean, it, it's it's just absolutely totally awesome stuff. Um, you want to get to your butcher and uh, order some pork belly. Now that's the stuff they make bacon from. Now, bacon is cured. It's actually um, injected and soaked in a, um, uh, a preservative, uh, sodium nitrite, which is what makes it bright pink. But you don't have to do that. This stuff is just great without it. And you're going to get pork belly. Now, it, it, it usually comes without the skin on it. If it does come with the skin, I want you to remove it. And you'll make cracklings out of that skin. We'll talk about that some other time. I got a recipe for it on AmazingRibs.com. You'll go check out that recipe for pork belly skins. But you're going to take the pork belly. It's going to be about an inch, inch and a half thick. And it looks like bacon. It's got, you know, streaky muscle and fat. And you're going to cut it into three-quarter inch cubes. And you're going to put it on the grill on the indirect side. Now, we've talked about this before, how you set up a grill in two zones. A hot zone, which is really hot, that's where the flame is or the charcoal is. And the other side, there's no flame, no charcoal, and it's a little cooler over there. And you're just going to put these babies over there because if you put them directly over the flame, the fat's going to drip and you're going to have a conflagration. So you put it on the indirect side, and you just let them sit there maybe 30 minutes or so. You can roll them around a bit um, until they're crispy. And as they start to get crispy, you take them and you put them in one of those disposable aluminum pans and move them over to the hot side and continue to cook, just like you would bacon. These are cubes, though, and the, the, the fat's going to render out, and they're going to get really crispy. So you've got these little cubes of bacon-like uh, pork belly, and then you pour in some barbecue sauce, stir it up, put it on a hoagie bun or a uh, uh, a roll of some sort, uh, maybe some uh, 
some chopped up uh, radishes or uh, lettuce and tomato, daikon. Uh, it's like it's like what they call a banh mi. Um, and I've got a recipe for all that on AmazingRibs.com. But this stuff is just totally awesome. I mean, it just explodes in your mouth. Now, it, it is kind of fatty, and that's why it's so, so totally awesome. But, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, this is the way. You know, you, you're going to watch football. You've got to have pigskin. I, I, you know, in all the times we've spoken, I don't think I've ever heard you go. You know, if, if you're if you're looking for something light, well, you, you probably don't want to cook this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't I don't write about health. I don't know enough about it. I don't think many people do. But you know, the latest research is saying that um, that eating fat doesn't necessarily translate into fat in your uh, blood. Uh, that dietary cholesterol doesn't necessarily uh, end up as uh, uh, blood cholesterol. Now, I don't know how true that is, but that's uh, some of the research I've been reading. So, I, you know, I just, it's kickoff Sunday. I'm going <laughs> to blow it out. <laughs> that's right. Now, we always uh, we always talk about a main dish, and then we always talk a little bit about uh, some sides. What would what would you pair with uh, with those uh, with those burn ends? Oh, absolutely. I, I would go for a um, a sweet sour slaw. Now you know coleslaw. You can do it a thousand different ways, but your standard deli slaw is with mayo, and it's a little better if you use a blend of mayo and sour cream, or even a little bit of yogurt. And I've got some really good slaw recipes. But for this, because it's so rich and unctuous and fatty, and then you've got the sweet barbecue sauce on top of it, you want something acidic to cut the um, uh, cut through all that and a sweet sour vinegar um, based uh, coleslaw is absolutely the thing in fact you can put it right on top of the uh, pork belly on the sandwich and uh, they they really balance each other and complement them and so the, you do that just the way you would rate make a regular slaw you shred the cabbage you can use a box grater or just chop it fine, and then it's a blend of uh, vinegar, a little bit of water, um, some oil, not a lot, and a, a, a little bit of sugar. You want to add a little bit of sweetness to it, salt and pepper. Uh, if you want herbs, you can. I've got the ratios in a good recipe on AmazingRibs.com for a great sweet sour slaw. And uh, along with that, of course, uh, the, the the book that uh, has helped me so many times in my in my grilling, uh, Meathead and uh, Meathead. I know there's also I know you also have the uh, a special uh, book that was just released recently as well. Well, one of the things we've been having fun with lately, uh, my hardcover book, which you have been very kind to say nice things about, um, is really excellent voluminous uh, tome on everything you ever need to know about barbecue, the science of barbecue and what smoke is and what fire is and energy, and plus some really good recipes. But we've been putting out digital e-books lately um, that are just, they're Kindles. There's no print version because they contain links to a lot of videos and other stuff, um, and they're three ninety nine each. Uh, on Amazon, and uh, we did one on ribs, and we did one, another one on sous vide Q, which is the combination of a, 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 a cool cooking technique called sous vide with barbecue, 
and I'm putting the finishing touches on one on chicken right now, and we got another one on steak coming. So, and they're only three ninety nine. So it's a if you read digital books or ebooks, um, they're over on Amazon. All right, now, now, meathead, we, we, I'm, I'm going to go completely off. You know how I do. I, I always throw you for a loop a little bit. Now, I, whenever you're talking, I, I love to hear you talk about the, the food and, and what the meats do. But I think you, I, I hear the excitement as much on the science side of things. And, and, and how much of the science uh, thrills you about grilling? Well, you know, I was raised on Cape Canaveral. Um, uh, all through the um, early days of the missile program. In fact, I lifeguarded at the Sheraton Hotel, which was owned by the seven original astronauts, and I got to know them all. Um, and so I got a strong injection of food science. In fact, my dad was a food technology major, uh, and he was a, uh, a, a, an inspector for USDA. So the science stuff has always been an interest, but this is 2020. I mean, we're all interested in the science. So we carry computers around in our hip pocket that have more computer power than the ones that went up with the astronauts. So, uh, you know, you just can't write recipes anymore that say, this is the way you do it. Do step one, do step two, do step three, shut up and leave me alone. (laughs) People want to know, why do I do step one? What happens if I change from honey to brown sugar in step two. Um, and, and so we, there's this whole movement in the cooking world. Uh, I call it the nerdist movement. And there's a lot of them out there. Kenji Lopez-Alt, Alton Brown, uh, Christopher Kimball, uh, Harold McGee is our godfather. He wrote the book on food science. Um, and and, and all, we, uh, more and more all the time. And we talk about the chemistry, because the, every time you step into the kitchen, it's a chemistry and physics experiment. You're, you're applying energy to protein and fat and carbohydrates, and, and, and they react, they change, and the chemistry is altered, and that's what creates flavor. And it's just fun. Once you understand what's going on, you know, it's the old concept about give a man a fish or teach a man to fish. Um, so my book, uh, Meathead, uh, really gets into how to fish. That is to say, what's going on under the hood of that barbecue. And again, uh, for that and uh, and much more information, you can visit amazingribs.com. And uh, Meathead, always want to make sure and uh, and let, know, let folks know where they can keep up with, uh, with all the socials as well. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual stuff. Um, so uh, good luck to uh, OU, and I'm a Gator, and I think we're going to have a good season. Maybe we can see each other in the playoffs. Well, we can only hope. Well, Meathead, always good to visit with you, my friend. I hope you have uh, a great rest of your week, and uh, look forward to talking more grilling next month. Thank you. We'll see you then. Find out more at AmazingRibs.com. Our final guest is rock legend and lead singer of the Christian rock group, Striper. Michael Sweet talks about Striper's new release, just came out last week. First off, Michael, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. Of course, thanks for having me. It's great to be talking to you and all the people in Oklahoma today or whoever's listening. <laughs> there, there you go. And Michael, uh, if, if folks didn't know, Striper, uh, alive and well, kicking and, and rocking, uh, probably as good or better than ever, wouldn't you say? Well, I believe that. 
you know, we we believe we're putting out our best music over the past, you know, six, seven, eight years, uh, starting with No More Hell to Pay and then Fall and Goddamn Evil, and now uh, Even the Devil Believes. We've got a, a really good run going here, and we're uh, we're loving it. We feel that we've kind of come full circle, and we're giving the fans what they want, and the band's really happy with the way things are being produced and turning out, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, we're, we're thrilled. We really are. And of course, getting the getting the start back in the in the early days of of, of the big hair. I mean, what how how much different are the pressures now in uh, in the music industry than than when you guys uh, first sprung up? Well, it's really different in the industry now because it's not so much more uh, about sales as it was in the past. It was more about sales, like you know, uh, how many have we sold and how many can you sell and. Let's let's go from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. Let's get that gold status. You know, it was more about sales back then. Nowadays, it's not because sales are down. Everybody knows that. It's more about streams and uh, you know, just trying to get the word out there on YouTube and views on the videos on YouTube and whatnot. It's just a different world, uh, but it's still uh, you know incredible to be somewhat relevant in today's music world. Thirty six years later, after the fact. You know, we're, we're 60 years old, and here we are releasing some of the best music of our lives, and people are enjoying it. So that really says a lot. And, and Michael, you guys were were one of the first groups I personally remember having that crossover where it went from from the from the Christian rock to the to the mainstream and and to see how that has uh, evolved over the years uh, to, to to even have just a little bit of a little bit of a part of that. I mean, how cool is that for you to put that uh, little feather in your hat, if you will? Uh, you know, it's really miraculous if you think about it. I mean, for a band like Striper, who, who blatantly and powerfully sings about Christ <clears throat> through metal, to have crossed over and reach mainstream. You know, you come to a Striper show, you're gonna you're gonna smell booze. People are spilling their booze all over the floor, and you're gonna smell pot. And you're gonna it's it's a regular rock show, you know. But we're up there singing about God and, and, and tossing out Bibles, so it, it's really different. Uh, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to. We were a regular rock band, and then we gave our lives to, to God and, and changed the lyrics. And we still present our band musically, sonically, uh, and obviously in terms of our look and the imagery and everything. It's presented as a rock band. It's a rock show. But you, you go to church when you, when you come to the Striper show. When you go to a Kiss show, you're not really going to church. You know, when you come to the Striper show, you are going to church, and it's really a cool feeling. People say they leave uh, more positive and with a different outlook on life and more hopeful, which is awesome. And, and when you guys first were, were were tagged as the Christian group, do you think that brought extra pressure from from uh, from like New York and L.A. to to kind of fit into whatever their idea or standard for a, a Christian band would be? always interesting to me to hear the comments from people about metal you know that the metal is the devil's music and it should be and it's about rebellion and and there's no room for christianity and metal and i i just i sit and think about that and i think what's more rebellious than christianity you know a band that comes out playing metal that sings about god when no other band is doing it, what's more rebellious than that? Uh, so in my opinion, that makes it even more metal and even more powerful and even more brave. 
So we've been uh, withstanding the storm for years, man, and uh, you know it's not going to slow us down any. Uh, it just fuels the fire. We we get back up if we get knocked down, and we want to do it all over again. It's the way it's been going for 37 years, and hopefully another, I don't think 37 more years, but maybe another 10, maybe even 20. We'll see. That's awesome. And, uh, of course, Michael, if folks want to find uh, more information, even uh, actually I was uh, was just looking at the, uh, the, the the name of the studio album. Uh, let me see. Where is it? Even you know, but there even we go. The even devil the devil believes. believes. There we go. It kept scroll. I'm on your website and it kept scrolling right as I was trying to read it. But uh, they can find oh, no out. No worries, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a powerful statement. Even the devil believes. And he does. He's the creation uh, from the creator, you know, so the devil knows what's up, what's happened, what's going to happen. And that's what that statement means. And it also means it, it takes a lot more than just believing, than just saying you believe, you know, you, you've got you to live it. Your actions have to line up with your words. And uh, for, for more information, of course, folks can uh, check out the website, striper.com. And uh, Michael, always want to make sure and let our listeners know where they can keep up social media-wise as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm all over social media. Uh, pretty active, man, daily. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, people can find us uh, online and, and, and be updated and get all their information online. All right. Well, well, Michael, again, it's been a, a privilege and an honor to have the chance to visit with you this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your week and uh, really looking forward to spending some more time with the new tunes, my friend. All right, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you so much. Of course, for more information, all their socials, you can visit their website, like we mentioned, striper.com. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. And if you ever have a comment, a question, anything else you'd like to know, keep up on Instagram, a.k.a. underscore Cameron, on Twitter at Cameron Dole, on my Facebook page, Cameron Dole Altus. If you'd like to help out in funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. We'll see you for episode 15 real soon.